from their secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South. They spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, here's your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey. Are you into pop culture? Are you a fan of movies, television, comics, games, wrestling, MTV when it played music and it was cool? How about Aliens, The Paranormal, or The Florida Man Skunkate? Yeah, well this is the show for you. We are two dudes on a backlot. My man, R.L. Sutton. That's me. I'm Harvey. We got something to say, but no one's asking. This episode, we're going to talk about our friend from Dallas, Texas, Mr. Eric July, who ironically, or maybe not ironically, maybe he did it on purpose. He released his own series of comic books from what he calls the Ripperverse in July. So I'm pretty sure that's, that's good, you know, that's good branding on his behalf. So he released a series of his own comic books in July, the comic book. Isom. It's ISO? Isom. ISO. Oh, so it's the comic oh. book Isom. Yeah, yeah, because I'm going to, for this episode, uh, boys and girls, I'm going to have to defer to my man R.L. Sutton, because not only is he a lifelong fan of comic books, he is also a comic book writer himself. So we'll slowly talk about that later. But uh, Mr. Young Ripper, who is a musician, writer, YouTube personality. Did you know, R.L., he was not only a rapper, he was also a singer for a short time for a heavy metal band in uh, Dallas, Texas. That I didn't know. I never would have, you know, I, I've seen his videos on YouTube, his older videos of him rapping. Didn't know he was a singer. So I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, see how he... Uh, tackles heavy metal music but he used to be a gangbanger and that was there was a, a particular incident in his life where he saw a friend of his get murdered right in front of him and that right there was like the switch that he needed to be mo more motivated to pursue what he ultimately did which was become a musician youtube personality and now comic book writer and owner kind of give us the the breakdown on his comic book and you know the info that you have rl so I've read the book, um, just a, some general thing. His goal was $100,000. Okay. He put 200000 of his own money into the project. He sold 42900 in 26 pieces and has raised a total of $3,337,920. Woo! Now, RL... How much of that money goes to him? Because obviously he's going to be, he's shown that he's a smart businessman. So he's going to put that back into the actual comic book itself and promoting it and whatnot. But how much do you think he, of that he gets to keep? Well, you got to take in obviously taxes. He's invested some of it in a, some of his own money back into the company. He planned to have some people that were, he had like, signpost that he was wanting to hit so he had some people that he was going to make full-time that he's done he's got a new warehouse you could actually i would imagine he could actually probably put 500 to even a million if he wanted to be aggressive in his own pocket and just kind of be like good all right so tell us about the comic book you read it what's the give us a short synopsis on what the comic book is about it's obviously superhero based uh, what do you like? What do you know? Just, you know, give us a quick breakdown. Okay. So actually that's what's unique about the comic is 
Isom number one is about 90 pages. It reads more like a detective story. Okay. He, it, you don't get to the superhero part right away. Some of the things he did that I thought was really unique is when, if I don't know how often you read comics during the 90s, that's when I was kind of really heavy into him. All right. The unique thing about DC Comics was they made up their own cities, they made up their own worlds. It so it wasn't America. Yeah, it was. It, they, they would go opposite of Marvel because, like, you had Spider-Man yeah. based in New York City, and same with Daredevil. DC went the opposite and made cities kind of based on real life cities, but gave you know like Metropolis and Gotham. And so, um, I'm pretty. Unless I'm remembering wrong, Isom number one is in Texas, but the city he's dealing with is not a real city. Uh, the character has gone away from being a superhero for a while and it comes back and he's looking for this person. Okay. He connects with one of his, I'm not going to spoil the book for people, but he connects with one of his friends who's kind of a gangbanger. He, he owns a club and everything. Um, you find out he can't fly. They don't. He can He can or cannot. He cannot. He cannot. Okay. You you do have some superheroes show up, but they're kind of low level. They just kind of make a few. Now, is this character a superhero, or is he more like? Or let me rephrase that question: Is this character more like a Batman, where he's human that just has these phenomenal skills, or does he have like some sort of innate ability or mutant power, somewhat that makes him a superhero? He does have his own powers. Okay. He's retired and now he's coming back. And what's brought him back is looking for this friend. You have this case where you find out, and it's kind of one of those kind of reminds you of image comics for those people who are reading image comics, where it's not an origin origin. It's just everything's kind of established. He came up with his own name for mutants. I don't remember what it was a new take where like DC University there were metas, I believe was the word they used for a while. Everyone knows mutants. That's Marvel's word for it, but he gave them their own word. And the book kind of wraps up with him going back to get his costume. And you find out the person who makes the costumes makes all the costumes for heroes and villains. And so okay. he's kind of like this neutrality thing going. It's kind of fun. All right. So what is the main plight of the characters? He fighting Super villains he, as well as crime. He, is he fighting both. He is looking for right now. You're just in a detective story where he's trying to find this per track this person down. Okay. Again, Eric July does something in this. He creates, he introduces a team at the very end of the book called Norfrica's. Norfrica's is the name of the book. Okay. And they're North mythology style characters and African mythology characters that are in a band. And that book actually has really <laughs> I kind of like how he's um introduced elements of his life like you know musicians and the gang aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of phenomenal. He 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 went with what he knows, which is something he's always said on his YouTube is you yeah. know that was that's been his main criticism. It's like just go with what you know and he's he's he, he's exactly there. He's talking about what he's lived. He's put elements of his life in his comic book. And it being a detective story is also kind of brilliant because yeah. it's kind of something that anybody could follow along. If you're, if superheroes isn't your thing, you might like the detective aspect of it. Now there is a few 
beyond the Nor Norfrica book, there's a, a villain that's kind of hinted at. Um, he was big on his cards. I didn't get his cards, but there's supposed to be information on the cards that kind of give you a deeper look into everything. There's this hero team I don't remember the name of either. What do you, what do you like about the comic? What are what is it something that you don't like? What do you see? What would you like to see him improve, or what would you like to see him add? Um, what I like about the comic is just the fact that he did it. That and that it was such a big hit. Um, it was a phenomenal hit. Understand that your average co independent comic book, fifteen thousand copies, is considered good. Yeah, and he blew the top off that three million dollars. Um, some people question, well, is he blowing up the numbers? Honestly, I don't think he is. I think I don't think so either. Human. Yeah, because he's he has somebody that's shown that he is passionate about comics, so he's not gonna, for the sake of ego, I don't see him doing something like that. We'll we'll go back to that. But what I like about the comic is just. Like I said, he did it. The artwork actually is rather good. I don't know if this is going to be his breakout character. Nor Norfrica was kind of like, oh, that really, as a reader, has me going, okay, I want to check this out. This is something I'm definitely into. Okay. Um, will this be a Superman number one for Ripperverse, where it's going to be one of the most valuable books out there? Probably simply because it is number one. Anytime you have a case where you whatever character is his hot hottest character the first time they show up is always like you said do you see this character enduring or maybe this is just the launch pad maybe some character that maybe maybe he himself hasn't put much thought to might be the one that catches on with audiences more than this particular rip of ripper you know yes i i think that i think that there's some characters that may catch on more than this one I think he will keep it going simply because generally never cancel your ongoing title, though it happens from time to time. Like Superman was DC's first hot character. Fantastic Four has been canceled. I think there's some seeds there that are definitely exciting. What I didn't like. Okay. I'm one of those that the exciting part is when Superman's in the costume. So I'd like to see the Isom be in the costume sooner. I would have liked to see a little more progress because it does leave on a cliffhanger and it's now dependent on me getting the next book. So I was kind of expecting a completed story, just like this is what I'm going to do. Like when you watch a movie and you come out of the movie, a cliffhanger is unique, but I wanted to complete a story. I mean, that's true. I could see your point of view, but isn't that, isn't that the whole point of the comic book? It's, it's an ongoing series. So it, every comic book kind of ends with like a little bit of a cliffhanger. When you're doing floppies, which is what they refer to as books that are around 22 pages. Okay. This is 90 pages. So you were kind of want, usually a graphic novel has a completed story, but it leaves in such a way that you can go, you like, okay, I want to see more of this. So the tease with the one group, because they weren't connected, the uh, Norfolk was unique. And it's unique enough to make me want that book now. The other thing is he's got some slang that's very frozen in amber. And I don't think will age. Well, it kind of ages the book in the future. If you're reading this book 20 years from now, you're going to be like, what the heck does that mean? Oh, so they um, use like current type of language? Yeah, he had some slang in there. 
I don't remember, again, I don't remember exactly what the words were, but there's a few pieces of slang. But it's also, note, I want to note that when I read old X-Men, I really like old X-Men before 100, like 50 and below. There are some statements that are made in those old X-Men comics that you're like, what the heck does that mean? Or, wow, you would not say that today. So in that case... It could be a good thing. It could age it in a way where you watch it and you're like, wow, this is kind of cool. You know, if you're watching like an old school gangster movie from like the 40s, yeah, yeah, see, you know, nobody talks mm. like that anymore. So, yeah. I mean, it might age it well, or like you said, it may age it horribly where you watch it and you're like, ugh. So, I'm, that's only time will tell. What else are, are your critiques about the, the book? You, you get a, he does some world building, so you understand that he borrowed from, well, I don't know if he borrowed from it, but like Image Comics had its own thing and you understood it was its own thing. Okay. Um, I'm a fan of if you're going to start it off, maybe make Isom the first hero ever and give us the Superman backstory. You know what I mean? I, I mean, think I guess that- there's two ways of looking at it. Cause like you said, you could get the whole beginning story, but he kind of approached it almost like an improv an acting improv scene where he just started in the middle of the story. Yes. You know, in the middle of the conversation, which I think it's different. I find it unique. I guess from a, a writing standpoint. The improviser think- in me, because I've done improv. I find mm-hmm. it, I think that's kind of cool. Maybe I'm, I'm a little <laughs> prejudiced in that way, you know, towards him where I'm like, oh, I think that's kind of brilliant. But well, storytelling wise, I could see where you're coming from, where it just, it leaves you like, what's this guy about? If, if you're doing a, a character that's like the Spider-Man or a Batman or something where the origin's been done one million times, I can see it. But I think that the whole idea, uh, and again, coming from the writer's side, I mean, the idea of, okay, superheroes are brand new to this world. And what does it mean in 2022? It's a unique, something that would be fun to to explore but that's pretty much it you know it's an established world superheroes are around they're not they're nothing they're not a novelty this character was a, was somebody and now he's looking for he's looking for somebody so he's you see him less in the suit you see him going around kind of experiencing his world all right so, so what are your where do you see this going do you see this motivating more writers and going the eric july route comic books will always be here but i feel that maybe it's it's definitely for now since hollywood's done a phenomenal job of shitting on anything comic book based um it's gonna go a little underground and i think hopefully this you know if you're a fan of air july if you're not a fan of air july you got to give the man credit where he at least Hey guys, this is something you can do. This is an option. I think do you that. Do you, see, do you see it spawning more Air Julys? Actually, it's funny you say that because that's that was the thing that had me get with you about making this podcast happen was because he just kind of said, "Look, there's a whole side economy. Us making our own stuff is a possibility." So I think the his story and his achievements are. Are a lot more exciting than necessarily the book itself. The book is gr- good. I wouldn't say it's great. I think it's a good starting point. But again, it's every 
you know, how do you do something that's been around my entire life? You know, I'm in my fifties. How do you reinvent the wheel? So, no, there were, there was no flaws in that system. I just think it's, he came up with some side characters that I can definitely see getting a following. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the case with anything. If you read the first of any, the first outing of any comic book, I don't know if you've ever read Superman number one, the original one. It's kind of weak. <laughs> You're like, what is this? I mean, it makes Which sense is- that always, yeah, the first one is always going to be like, uh, the only one I read, the only two comic books I read from the beginning, and of course, one of them I'm, I'm killing myself for not keeping <laughs> it, was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I don't know if it was like a legit first issue. I mean, I've read the first issue. Don't know if it was like a reprint because, you know, it, it, it back at that time. What know, year was it, this? Uh, 86, 87. I, I don't know. I was in middle school still so right. i don't know if i was eighth grade or ninth grade and then Where'd the you other buy one, it? which i knew was a legit number one issue but i don't think no one's clamoring for that did you you remember the the tv series sledgehammer it was like a series yes. a it was a series in the 80s which was kind of like a spoof of all the cop shows from the 80s yeah it was kind of like a dirty hair dirty dirty hairy dirty hairy type character but so yeah, I don't even if I had that, I don't think anybody would. <laughs> I don't the think new- anybody's clamoring for like, oh my god, that was such a great series. I, I don't know how many issues they printed, but that's the, what I had. The Ninja Turtle one would get you around three thousand dollars, depending on because they did two runs of it, and of the f- number one, there was like two versions of the first printing. I wouldn't be difference. surprised if the one I had was definitely the second one, the second printing. But that that one's still worth about three thousand dollars. Now there was many printings later, and obviously, if you open it up and it's this eighteenth printing, not worth as much. Yeah. All right. Tell us the state of comic books today. Where do you see it going? Where would you like to see it go? That's actually the depressing part. Is I I can see them slowly slowly going away the big... do you see american comic books going away and then everything is just manga because you go to the malls today the few malls that are left open you go to the malls today and everything is naruto and you know everything is japanese anime manga based i i think that is that what it is like they've just kind of taken over the world because right now we're not churning out anything worthwhile that people want to see or read. Well, I think there's two problems. I honestly think that the one problem is that newsstand approach that if you, if I was running one of the big two comic book division, I'd say, let's put them on the checkout lines at the Walmarts and targets and everywhere else and introduce comics to new generations. I would have, you know, if you walk in 7-Eleven and it's All right, on so the you want to you want to go old school, but let's be honest, people don't even buy magazines anymore. How do you digitize that? How do you get it out to newer? Uh, what is the new version of the at the checkout line? Because you don't really even see magazines that much at checkout lines anymore. That's where the question lies. How do you do? You just have to invest in marketing in the socials like Instagram and 
wherever the kids are at because they're not on Facebook anymore. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's going to, that's enough to YouTube, TikTok. You got to find a way where people can access it from their freaking phones and tablets. What are other things you think comic books or American comic book companies should be doing to bring readers back or create new readers? I oh, the, the one thing that co- the, the big companies don't want to do, they're going to have to suck it up and pay people right, but understand that they may not be profitable right, right away. Like they, you're going to have to put comment. You're basically, if you were DC, you're going to have to put comics where fans can get them and you're going to end up taking a loss because you're not necessarily going to make your money back right away. And that's something that they're, they're not wanting to hear because it, this is, we're not talking about a, okay, we're going to put out comics at every freaking Seven Eleven and Walmart and we're going to make a million dollars tomorrow. No, it may take a couple of months if not a year or so before they start recouping their costs and you're going to have to pay the, the artists well. So a combination of letting new talent in the pool, putting the product where people can get to it, not it, not being about how many movies can I get out of the series and the willingness to say, okay, well maybe adjusting on the fly, like an independent company has to do something they're not wanting to, they're not necessarily interested in doing. And, oh, and bringing in new characters that people haven't seen 50 times. The only way I see this industry getting saved is new blood. And unfortunately, the old methods is what I think is the only way to really get it, new fans. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't want to get a reboot, but I think that, I, I mean, that was my genuine thought is that more people would be interested if they had a way to get into the industry. Is that it's a physical thing. You could see it, you could buy, you could go to Ikea and buy a stupid record holder for your vinyl, for your, for your records. You could do the same with comic books. You could buy a binder with those specific clear sleeves where you put the comic book in there. It is a physical thing. It, maybe if and- comic books kind of went to printing more of it but not going the route where they they saturated the market with you know covers for every little stupid thing but it it is a a, 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 a tangible piece of of something you can hold in your hand and i agree with you that that's one of the things that collectors appreciate because i can open up a comic book and i can go out to the porch and read it i don't where you know I don't need a light, I don't need power. It's it's something that I can hold in my hands. I'm a big fan of physical books as well. Yeah. But comics is a very um, specialty market. The other thing that I feel like hurts American comics is the media is looked at as kind of generally for kids. It's like, oh, you know, it's a kids thing. I'm, you know, and Comics are competing with cartoons, video games, everything else. So for your younger audience, getting them into comics is a little hard. My, my question, where do you see it going? Do you see just the Japanese just keeping the market? And the, the American, you know, your Eric, they're, they're, your Eric Julys are just something that happens once in a blue moon, like a shooting star? I would love to say I hope not. 
right now I don't know what's going to convert them to say I want to read more of the story. So I do think that the Japanese will have a good hold on it, and I think it will be a specialty item. Eric July and any other creators, just whatever it is that you're working on, music, theater, just whatever it is, just put it out. Just keep putting it out. At some point, somebody's going to consume it. I know it's going to feel like this isn't good enough. And maybe at the beginning it isn't, but you're going to get better doing it. And the process of doing it, that's when you're going to have your breakthrough. But you have to just keep going at it, whatever it is. If it's your business, if it's you're you're struggling with weight or you're struggling with your – just keep doing it. Just keep one day at a time. It's cliche, yes, but just keep doing it. All right, my man, R.L. Sutton, tell us about Tales of the Florida Man. Our Florida Man take is unique. It is Florida Man attacked by while taking selfie by a squirrel. Okay. Want more two dudes on a back lot? Join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram for upcoming shows and other information. Now listen to what this other guy has to say. Now, as our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. 